I'm Matt Pikin for Blue Ridge Public Radio News. Robert Beatty was still in his 30s when he sold his tech company for millions of dollars and moved with his wife and three daughters from Michigan to 32 acres of green forest in Fletcher. Beatty never had to work again, and his story could have ended there. But success in business was just one of his two life goals. Beatty set a detailed, determined plan to fulfill the second. I am constantly looking out at what I want out in the future and where I want to be and then make decisions at this moment to help me get to that position. On this day, Beatty is dressed in khaki business slacks and a button-down maroon shirt. He's middle-aged with a receding hairline. This certainly isn't the picture of a best-selling author of fantasy novels for teenagers. But to appreciate where Beatty has arrived, you should know the hurdles he's cleared, the humility he's absorbed, and his calculated efforts to engineer success. I had a very successful corporate career, but through the, all those years... I would even tell my wife sometimes, I just feel like a failure because I haven't achieved my one goal, which was to be a published author. I thought, okay, I could self-publish. I could effectively use the money I had made as a CEO to publish anything I want. But to be the writer I wanted to be, I needed to be a traditional published author. Beatty remembers himself as an 11-year-old, pulling out the family's IBM Selectric typewriter, rolling in a sheet of paper, and typing Chapter 1. And he's been writing ever since. As a corporate CEO, he would come home from work and spend his evenings writing. Mysteries, thrillers, literary fiction. He finished about 15 manuscripts and sent pitches to hundreds of agents and publishers. Not one of them was interested. All the while, Beatty's eldest daughter, Camille, hounded him to write something she was allowed to read. She came in and she put an old typewritten manuscript on my desk and she said, what's that? Real accusatory. I said, where did you get that manuscript? And she said, oh, I found it in an old box in the basement. I said, well, that's a manuscript I wrote when I was like... 13 or 14 years old. That's a fantasy story. I I don't, uh, kind of for kids, I don't write books like that anymore. And she said, well, you should, because I just read it and I loved it. Beatty set aside the book he was working on, and with his three daughters egging him on from new chapter to new chapter, he stepped into the world of adolescent teen fantasy. They would literally run in the front door, bash in the door of my office, flop down on the sofa, and say, read. And if I wasn't done with the chapter that day, they'd be like, Dad, what were you doing all day while we were at school? Come on! After a month of writing and 11 months revising, Beatty had his story about a brave, unusual girl with a heroic heart named Serafina. Camille remembers helping her father shape his characters and settings so young readers could better relate to them. Sort of shifting it to be an emotional story, and so bringing that out and showing her overcome those emotions and becoming a brave girl. My sister and my part in the book was to kind of highlight those, bring those out, and to really add the believability and the vulnerability into that story. At a literary conference in Florida, Beatty pitched 10 agents. All 10, he says, offered to sign him on the spot. He wound up signing a publishing deal with Disney. He has since written three books in his Serafina series and self-financed lavish video trailers for them, attracting hundreds of thousands of views and helping to vault each onto the New York Times bestsellers list. His new spinoff book, Willa of the Wood, just debuted at number one among middle school hardcover books. It's about an orphaned 12-year-old girl and said 
set in the Great Smoky Mountains. I felt a lot of passion to express myself and my love for the region, the people, as well as the forests and the natural environment. That all combined with the excitement and involvement of my daughters and my wife, it just created a melting pot of creativity, and we just really enjoyed working on it together. There's another story to tell here about the robotics business Camille and her sister Genevieve run with their father's help. They machine their own parts and build small programmable robots from the vast garage below Beattie's writing studio. Sales to children's museums around the country are strong enough to support full-time attention, but Camille is headed to Columbia University in the fall to study engineering, and Beattie is diving into book promotion. You'll find him on July 28th signing books at Malaprops Books in Asheville. I'm Matt Pikin for Blue Ridge Public Radio News. 